Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. I'm Joy Dooling, and you are listening to the Joy of Membership podcast. This podcast is for membership leaders. So we talk about strategies for attracting, engaging, and retaining members. But that's not entirely the focus of the show, because let's be honest here, there is no shortage of advice out there on best practices in membership. What we need to talk about is how to actually make those things possible in the real world, how to be absolutely sure that growth practices are going to stick, how to make those things easier, more consistent, and even automatic in some cases. Sound good? Then stick around because we're about to jump into it. Hey there, Joy Dooling here, host of the Joy of Membership podcast. Welcome to this week's episode. Are your members quick to join, ready to engage, and eager to renew? If not, let's see what's going on and how to fix that. The best place to start is with the Member Experience Scorecard. With this one simple tool, you'll be able to see exactly where you have gaps that we should fill and strengths that you can build on. The download is free and you'll have insights in less than 10 minutes. You can download your copy right now at joyofmembership.com scorecard. Okay, if you're driving, maybe not right now, but when you get back to your desk. With no further ado, let's hop into the show. If you were to ask me who the number one person is that I listen to in order to improve my own skills around selling, it's this week's guest, Nikki Rausch. I've listened to every podcast episode she's produced, I've read her books, and I'm a member of her membership program, the Sales Maven Society. As CEO of Sales Maven, an organization dedicated to authentic selling, Nikki has the unique ability to transform the misunderstood process of selling into something that not only feels better, but also gets better results. Nikki herself has shattered sales records in many industries, and she has experience selling to such prestigious organizations as the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Hewlett Packard, and NASA. But she's also been a board member for an organization where she's had to sell sponsorship, and she knows what it's like to sell membership in her own business, as well as for the clients she serves. Nikki's work has truly been transformational for me, and I know you're going to love her warmth, approachability, and expertise as well. Nikki, I'm so happy to have you here with me today. Why don't we start out with you sharing who you are and who you help? Thank you for having me. So I'm Nikki Rausch. My company is Sales Maven. And I help people who are having sales conversations. I really focus on the structure of the sales conversation, how to move somebody through the process, get to the place where you exchange dollars for services. So whether that's talking to bringing in potential sponsors, whether that is talking to a prospective client, that's who I specialize and work with is people who want to build their confidence and have a process and a structure to seamlessly move somebody through the process and close more sales. 
So I've learned so much from you over the past few months. I think I've listened to every single episode of your podcast. And I just, I love your, your style and your personality around sales. So thank you for the work that you do. Well, thank you for listening to the podcast. I appreciate that. It's always super flattering. And I'm so glad that it's helping you, right? Like that you've learned something from it. That's the point behind everything I do. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking for myself, I often think of selling membership, but people Mm -hmm. who are leading membership organizations have to do all sorts of selling. We're selling the opportunity to come to an event or a program or to become a donor. And many times the people who are leading membership memberships are people who have just come up out of the industry. And so Mm -hmm. they bring with them some leadership skills, or maybe they're a volunteer that is just passionate about the cause. And they don't really have any sales experience or they don't think of themselves as natural salespeople. And Mm -hmm. the idea of selling can make them uncomfortable. So that's why I thought this conversation today would just be super helpful to some people who are listening. Yeah, I hope so. Can you talk a little bit about why preparing staff or volunteers for selling is so important? Because I know you do a lot of work around selling mindset. Mm -hmm. Well, it's important because there are some key things that can happen in a sales conversation that will either attract people to you or repel them away. And so having some preparation so that you are actually doing what you want to do, which is typically attract, you know, people to you and make it really easy for them to be in conversation. And so there's a couple things when you're thinking about preparing your team or preparing somebody to have a sales conversation, like first and foremost, everything I teach is built around the foundation of rapport. You have to have rapport with somebody. I would say uh, relationship first, rapport always. And so thinking about one of the things that's super important is put yourself in the shoes of the other person. How do you want to be approached? How do you want to be talked with? And this is an important concept here because selling, oftentimes people think, Selling is something that you do to somebody. And I disagree. And I think selling is something you do with somebody. Your job is to understand what's going on for that person. What's their problem? What's their need? What's their want? And then deliver back a solution that meets that problem, need, or want. Your job is not to try to convince anybody to buy from you. And I think if you're not comfortable with sales and you've seen it done poorly and you've been on the receiving end of somebody selling to you that feels yucky or gross, then it makes you really apprehensive so much so that then you pull back the other way. Like you do the opposite, like you do everything not to sell. And that is a disservice to the other person because they don't really know why you're being weird or why you're not inviting them to join the membership or why you're not asking them if they'd like to be a sponsor. They just know that something feels weird or something feels off. And oftentimes they make up reasons as to why you didn't invite them or ask them, which usually those reasons have to do with them. They take it personal. They're like, oh, they don't want me as a member or, oh, this person doesn't think I'd be a good sponsor for them. Or they make up some crazy story. So we have to be really careful and intentional that we want to make this conversation easy and we need to make sure that we get the ask out so that the other person can make a decision, yes or no, to do whatever it is that we want them to hopefully do or offer them something that's going to matter. 
I still remember my very first seat on a board where board members were expected to go out and approach businesses to get sponsorships for an event. I had never done it before. And these people were total strangers to me. And I was really scared. It's hard to just pick up the phone or walk in the door of a business and say, do you want to... Do you want to sponsor our organization? And one of the things that you've said in the past has really resonated with me is about the importance of warming up the relationship before Mm -hmm. you make such an approach. So could you share a little bit about what that means? Yes. I'm not a fan of cold calling. I have a pretty extensive background in sales. And so I know I've been in positions where it's a lot of like dialing for dollars or like you're saying, going into really cold situations. So I teach three ways to warm up sales calls or three ways to warm up calls that make it really easy. So I'm going to give these in order of ease. Okay. So the first, the easiest thing you can possibly do to warm up a connection point is ask somebody who knows somebody at that organization to make an introduction to you. That's the easiest because the the brilliant part about that is if you reach out to your network and chances are you do know people who can introduce you to the people you want to meet. And if you reach out and you ask them one-on-one in a kind way, so what I mean is none of this broadcast blast email or blast DM to a bunch of people like, hey, will you open doors for me? No, that doesn't work. So send an individualized message to somebody who you know, who knows you, who's going to be happy to hear from you. And ask if they'd be willing to make an introduction on your behalf. And then talk about the benefit for the person that you're wanting to meet, how they might benefit from this introduction in some way. And then if they'll make that introduction for you, you get to ride the coattails of any credibility that they have with that person, which is such a great way. I often say it's pretty hard to just cold call me and think you're ever going to get a response like you're not because I don't I don't do business with people I don't know but like if you joy sent an introduction to somebody to me and said hey Nikki I would like to introduce you to so and so and here's why I'm going to pay attention to that because I know you and we have a relationship and so that person has a much better chance of getting any kind of attention. So that same works for everybody. So that's the first way is ask somebody to make an introduction for you and see what happens. That's the easiest way to open doors. I wish that I would have just known that bit yeah. of advice back before I had to sell my first sponsorship. That would have made it just so much easier to have that friendly connection in between yeah. myself and the total strangers. Yeah. Now, the second way, and this way won't always work, but this is the next easiest, is what I call name dropping. And when I say name dropping, I don't mean dropping like the name of somebody who you think is a really big deal. Uh, What I mean is name dropping somebody that you both know. And so this would be if maybe it doesn't make sense for the person to make an introduction, or maybe they're not comfortable making the introduction for you. But when you can look and see on LinkedIn, for instance, like we both know the same person, that is when you would use the name dropping technique. So I might reach out to you and say, hey, Joy, I see that you know Neil and I know Neil and here's how I know Neil. And I was just wondering if you would be open to connecting 
because anybody who knows Neil, I'd like to know, right? Now, if you have any rapport, any kind of relationship with Neil and who I'm actually talking about, we probably have a chance now to connect in some way. So name dropping works. That's the kind of the second easiest way to open a, like warm up a lead. Yeah, I could totally see how LinkedIn would be a great resource for this because it naturally shows you who you're connected with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then the third way to warm up your calls is like-minded clients. So this is where if you're going to call on a business, for instance, think about other businesses that are similar, not necessarily their competitors, but maybe sell to the same type of, of customer or something about them that's similar. And if you reach out and say, our organization has worked with people in this particular field or businesses like yours to do such and such, And is this something that you would benefit from? And would you be open to having a conversation? This like-minded works better than just a straight up cold message of, hey, would you like to sponsor our organization? And here's all the things that make our organization special. That is great as it is, and probably it's true. It's not very interesting to the reader. It's not very interesting to the person you're reaching out to. So if you can make it relevant to them in some way and talk about how other organizations like theirs have benefited from being a sponsor of your organization, now they're much more likely to pay attention versus you just going in for the hard sell. What sort of sales tools or sales aids do you think someone needs if they're walking into one of those situations? It's the first time they're really talking to this organization. Should they have something with them to leave with the person or... What do you generally recommend? If you're going to actually go in and meet with somebody, it probably would behoove you to have some type of a flyer or in the speaker world, we call these speaker one sheets. And so it's really kind of like, here's what's so great about the organization. So you could have a one page flyer that lists that stuff out. But realistically, what you want to have is some data and you want to have some story. Because you can't just have data. That's not going to be very interesting. And if you only have story and you don't have anything to back it up, that also might fall kind of flat. So if, for instance, you can talk about how organizations have sponsored similar to theirs and they have found that they have been able to capture a certain amount of clientele from it or it's brought in some significant business to them in some way, Now you take that data and you put it into a story and now it starts to paint the picture for somebody who's listening to it to go, hmm, I could see myself in this story and oh, those data points are super interesting because we're looking to grow our business in this particular arena or that's our ideal audience that would benefit from whatever it is that we offer. So have some data and have some story to wrap around it. Nikki, I love this. Just these quick tips, I think are going to give membership leaders a lot to think about, both in terms of how they're going into selling situations and if they have an event committee or a board that they're asking to do some sort of sales-oriented work for the organization. I mean, really thinking about how you're setting those people up for success and how you're preparing them to go into those situations, I think is really worth spending some time doing. 
I hope so, because that's the point, right? Of growing your organization, attracting your ideal members, but also attracting sponsorship as well. And I'm focusing on sponsorship because I I was on a board for five years. Sponsorship was a big part of how our organization as a nonprofit kept going. And so there's great opportunity to bring revenue into your organization through sponsorships and through, of course, your members. And I know you've done some really great episodes about how to retain members and attract members. Absolutely. So if an organization thinks that they might want to dive deeper into this topic and learn more about your work, where should we send them? Well, the easiest way is something I wrap around a gift for your listeners. So I have an ebook called Closing the Sale, and it is all about boosting your confidence in that sales conversation. So it's going to lay out some of these, not all the things that we talked about, but a few little tips and some language. And you can get that by going to my website, yoursalesmaven.com, and then forward slash J-O-M for Joy of Membership. And that will be specific for your listeners and they can go and get that. And then we'll be connected. My information will be there. If you have a question or some feedback, I'd love to hear from you. And I really encourage anyone who's listening to this episode to go do that. Because like I said, I've listened to every episode of Nikki's podcast. I've downloaded a lot of her resources and they really are just full of value and advice that you can easily implement. So take a few minutes, go out and grab that because I'm sure she's been very generous with her expertise in that resource. Nikki, thank you again so much for being here today. I really appreciate the advice that you've shared and it's been a pleasure having you. Thank you for having me. Joy here, back with a few thoughts about this week's episode. So my husband made a comment recently that made my soul so very happy. It was a simple observation, but the words were meaningful to me. He said, you sure do have a lot of really nice clients. He's absolutely right. When I think about the organizations that I've had a chance to work with, even just over the past year, the roster is full of caring professionals who are remarkably committed to making good things happen in their industries and for the causes that they gather their community around. The composition of my clientele most likely has a lot to do with the way that I approach serving and selling. On the selling side of the equation, I give a lot of credit to Nikki Rausch, this week's podcast guest, as well as to a few other mentors that I've had over the years. Nikki's philosophy of relationship first, rapport always resonates deeply with me. It's the way that I believe we should all be conducting business, don't you think? If building relationships and rapport is important to you, I'd love to invite you to check out Journey Care. One of the primary reasons why I developed the Journey Care platform is because I wanted my clients to have a better way to build their member experiences. I wanted it to be as simple as if we know X about someone, then do A and B and C. But if we know why about someone, then do D and E and F instead. In a nutshell, you can use the tools inside JourneyCare software to automatically do what you'd probably love to do on a one-on-one basis with every person you serve. The effect is simply magical. 
As Nikki pointed out, there are some things that can happen in a sales conversation that will either attract people towards you or repel them away. And the same holds true for the entirety of the member experience. There are things that you can do that will either attract members towards you or repel them away. The whole idea behind Journey Care is to make all of the attractive stuff very easy to do. So that's the show for this week. I'll be back this time next week with another great episode. And in the meantime, take care. Hey there, you made it all the way to the end. Bravo to you. I'm back in just one last time to remind you that there's a free one-page PDF available over at the website that shows you more than 20 ways that technology could be supporting your efforts to attract, engage, and retain more members. It's actually broken down into the stages of the member journey, so you'll know exactly where each piece fits. And everything that's on that one-pager can actually be automatically done for you with software that costs less than $1,000 per year. So if you haven't already grabbed it, you can get your copy at joyofmembership.com slash tech, joyofmembership.com slash tech, T-E-C-H. Have a great week and I'll see you next time.